everybody. Welcome back to Inside the Genie's Lamp podcast. Um, this is probably going to be the first podcast for a lot of people. So if this is your first podcast enjoying this one, fantastic. I super implore you to go right back to the beginning, like episode one, figure out who I am, what I do, all that stuff, and then continue to enjoy all the awesomeness that is this podcast. Um, so you already know what this one is going to be. It is the title. It is the, the Mac daddy of things. This question, uh, when is it okay to tell your partner to lose weight? Um, it got presented to me, obviously from podcast topics whenever I go on Instagram. So if you only follow me on TikTok, make sure you go over to Instagram because that's where I engage with the community a shitload more because I can put polls up and all that fun stuff on stories and whatnot. Uh, but anyway, uh, and I'm still the fitness genie on Instagram as well. So this first one, and by the way, I say so a lot and anywho and coolio. So get ready for that. Uh, this question got presented to me in my Instagram stories poll, uh, and then we discussed it as a team on Discord as well. Just to be like, hey, wouldn't it be interesting to get everybody's point of view perspective on this? And it came up initially as, wouldn't like, when do, is it okay to tell your partner to lose weight? And then I was like, okay, well, you can't really tell anybody to do anything these days, uh, but when is it okay to ask them or when is it okay to open that conversation with them about weight loss? That is the better question to be having because when is it okay to tell someone to do something? Pretty much never unless it's life endangering, which is exactly the conversation that we're going to have here today. I have my opinions, my point of views, how I deal with it, but then I'm also going to be drawing on uh, some screenshots. I'm not going to say names or anything, but some screenshots, 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 there we go, uh, from Instagram stories, the poll there. And then also some from TikTok as well that I've just screenshot, got on my phone, ready to go because I thought they were interesting. Um, apart from the obvious ones that were never, never, it's never okay. You should never tell anyone. Never, absolutely never. No, absolutely no way in hell should you ever bring up someone's weight. Apart from those ones that contribute almost nothing. Um, we're going to get into the ones that do open up a little bit of a conversation. Because as you know, we don't, well, as if it, Wow. Let me say that whole thing again. Uh, if you're new to the podcast, we don't like dealing in absolutes. We aren't Siths. So we like that gray area. We like conversations. We like opinions. We like figuring out uh, exactly where people are, how to open a conversation with it. You know, this is not to get someone to agree with us. The, the idea of a conversation or opening up this conversation is to find some sort of common ground and to figure out, okay, it's okay like, we can agree to disagree. That's fine. We're not going to have the same political beliefs or... Uh, I say political beliefs. I don't even, I don't really give a fuck about politics, to be completely honest. Uh, beliefs around this. You can have different belief systems. You can do whatever. You can be whoever you want. People are people. That's all I care about. If you're a person and you're wanting to improve your life in some sort of way that we can help with, fan-fucking-tastic, this is going to be the place for you. No judgment, no shame, no whatever, but I do have a tendency to ramble and go on some tangents every now and then, and hopefully I can keep my shit on lock and not swear as much or get heated. Uh, but anywho, so the first one that I've got here is when their weight is becoming a health problem, you fall in love with the person, not the body. I 100% agree with that. Uh, and the ones that were typically on that train of thought of it's okay to ask someone to lose weight or your partner to lose weight or to open that conversation about weight loss if it is affecting their health. I had a few people that were saying you're never going to bring it up because even if you do say it's about your the partner's health, then all you're doing is just saying like, hey, you're a particular weight on the scale or you're unattractive or you are fat. You need to lose weight because it's detrimental to your health, which is fat phobic. And I completely disagree with that. Um, you know, there's going to be people that do agree with that, but I disagree with it in the way that, for example, I am like, there's obvious benefits for weight loss. The numerous, numerous, numerous studies out there that are saying, hey, if you lose X amount of weight or weight loss via a calorie deficit mechanism, uh, the amount of health benefits that come with that are fucking stupid. They are like stupid as in like, holy crap, there's too many of them to name. And that's how I've always seen it. That doesn't mean that you can't be, you know, there is still health at every size. It's, you know... Well, if you're looking at someone at like 600, my 600 pound life, no, they're not healthy. 
in the slightest. That's why they're on an MTV show that says, hey, this is how large I am and this and that. Because uh, they obviously need help. But I do believe in the, I suppose, like the brackets of health at any size. Or health at every size. Whichever one you want to do. Haas or Haiz. Whichever one it is. It is possible for someone to be healthy at any particular size. Within obvious, obvious parameters. Um, obviously 600 pound life is outside of that parameter. There's outliers to literally every single rule that there is. So as long as you're happy and healthy, enjoying life, and you and your partner are enjoying life together, and you're happy with each other's personality, emotional health, spiritual health, physical health, mental health, all that stuff, then shit, you don't need to bring it up. But if it is affecting their health in a very obvious way, then bring it up. Uh, another one, when you can see it's affecting their health, oh, here we go, mental, <laughs> mental or physical, and their lifestyle in a negative way. So if you're an active partnership and your partner can suddenly not keep up with everything because of the lack of health or habits or they're gaining weight, I believe that is okay to bring up the conversation of, hey, why do you believe that you're struggling on all these hikes that we typically do? Is it something to do with the diet or the habits? Or could we go to the gym more? Could we start walking more? Could we look after our health a little bit more? Could we start eating better? It's not this entire conversation, I believe, if you come at it of like, listen, love, you need to lose weight because you're fucking fat. Yeah, I disagree with that. And you shouldn't be ever saying that to someone. If it is affecting their health or your relationship or anything like that, then bring it up in a constructive way that is, what can I do? Obviously, if you're telling the partner, but if I was saying this to my partner, I would say, what can I do? to improve our relationship? What can I do to improve our health? And even that, I've started my new, my new diet, I say. I'm just tracking calories and macros. Um, I've started that and I've put myself in quite an aggressive deficit because I'm okay sprinting to my finish or sprinting to get it done because I am not general population. If normal people go down to, I'm not on 1200 calories, I'm on 1700 calories, which is about a 900 or a thousand calorie deficit per day for me, which is quite aggressive. Um, if people, general populace, go into a 1,200, 1,000 calorie deficit and they stick there for a while, yeah, they're immediately going to finish that. There's the end point. They get to the light at the end of the tunnel. They're immediately going to go back to doing exactly what they have done. I'm taking this four weeks to stick to 1,700 calories, see the physical, aesthetical, aesthetical, wow, aesthetic improvement, and then I'm going to reverse diet my way out of it because I've been doing this for fucking years and I know how to do that logically, emotionally, all that fun stuff. I know how to manage that shit pretty well. But would I give that to a client who has struggled with their relationship with food and themselves and their body and all that stuff? Absolutely fucking not. I definitely would not do that. But for me, because I have the context and the education to be able to do that, absolutely I'm going to do that. So now that I'm on this aggressive deficit, I have said to my partner, hey, I'm going into this aggressive deficit can you please help me do this and make some smarter choices through the week? I've got one day at the end of the week where I have 2,300 calories, which is where my normal deficit roughly is, maybe maybe an extra 200 calories in there. But I've essentially come to her and said, hey, I need some help with this. Can you please help me out? And then obviously the thing that's happened from there is, yeah, I've been wanting to do that as well. So let's get into it together. Fantastic. And for those of you that need to know, uh, my partner, because obviously a lot of people just assume like, oh, you're a personal trainer, you're in the health fitness industry. Wow, they must be absolutely fucking shredded and as dedicated as you. No, we have different lives. We have different careers. We have different hobbies and passions and things like that. The gym, nutrition, working out, all that shit, that's my passion and that's incredibly easy because I've instituted that into my routine and my diary and all that shit. So it's very easy to me. Um, my partner is very into her horses. That's her passion and hobby and all that fun stuff that is for me. We don't do each other's hobbies. We don't do that stuff. I also have D&D. She does not do D&D. So we are very polar opposites in terms of things that we do outside. I'm a very homebody. She's a very let's explore type of body. And... It works out insanely well for us because we get to go do those things, be by ourselves and then do all that. And then we come home and we reconvene and say, how's your day? And we talk over absolutely everything. So now that I have said, I'm going into this massive deficit, can you help me out? She has said, yep, awesome. I'm going to jump on board with that as well because I've been meaning to lose weight and do this and all the other stuff. So that's one way you can do it as well is by saying, 
I'm doing this thing. Obviously, you need to fucking step up as well to say, I'm doing this thing. Can you please help me with it or be a part of the process or at least hold me accountable and stuff like that? Do not, and this is a common mistake that I see, do not get your partner to hold you accountable to something. And then as soon as they hold you accountable to it, and obviously this is going to be, this could be an entire another episode as well that I have scheduled, which is how to support your partner during a journey. Uh, but the biggest thing that I see from people is, should you be eating that? And that sets off the person that is on the diet more than ever. They are going to do it as an act of defiance. So if you are going through something and you have asked for your partner's help and they have decided, yep, sweet, that doesn't affect me. I don't need to do that. So I'm going to keep ordering pizza, but I'm going to make sure that you eat your salad because that's that's not really support, but it's just sort of like, why should your life affect mine? And if you're in a committed relationship, I believe you should be doing absolutely everything in your power to make sure that that person has the easiest road possible in life because life is already going to be stressful and an absolute pain in the ass. And that's what I do. So obviously that's my opinion in terms of what people should be doing in a relationship, because I'd like to think that Beth and I have a complete, a completely awesome relationship. We talk about literally fucking everything. Communication is the absolute bedrock of what we do of saying, Hey, here's my thoughts on all of this. Awesome. What do you think of all of that? Well, to be completely honest with you, insert all of her communication as well. And it just makes everything so much easier because we're constantly on the same page about particular topics. There's no mind reading that has to happen or, oh no, I got us really healthy food. And I'm like, oh fuck, well actually I was hoping to binge this weekend. None of that is happening because we're always on the same page because we communicate fucking excellent, excellently. That's what we do. Uh, so talk to your partner. If you're one of those people that is doing that, talk to your partner to say, hey, wait, like, hold me accountable to it. But for the love of God, <laughs> do not ask me, should I be eating that? Because I will eat that and I'll put heaps of fucking ranch dressing and cheese and everything else on it to make it worse so that you know that you have set me off. And if you can talk to them to say, hey, I don't like it when you do that. Can you please do it in this way? You know what works for you. You know what is going to hold you accountable and how someone should be talking to you and how you would like to be spoken to. If you can open that communication method with your partner, it's going to make things a shitload easier for you and them to be able to say, I can hold you accountable and also not set you off so that you want to tear my fucking head off. Because as soon as I get someone on the phone and they're like, yeah, I normally get my partner to hold me accountable. And I go, sweet. How's that working out? Yeah. As soon as they hold me accountable, I rip their fucking head off and tear into them. I'm like, well, I can, I'm doing this because of this. And then I'm like, okay, cool. So it doesn't normally work out. <laughs> and they're like, no, that's why, that's why I need someone else. That's why I need you. Um, it's a lot easier to get help from a stranger than it is from someone that you absolutely love for some fucking reason. Uh, it is actually the stranger complex, but anyway, uh, another one here from TikTok. when it's hurting their ability. Let me say this whole thing again. Another one from TikTok of when is it okay to ask your partner to lose weight when it's hurting their ability to live a full life or is leading them or is leading to them having major health issues sooner rather than later. Support is key though. Absolutely. Support is the absolute fucking bedrock of what this entire thing is going to be about. I'm going to say some of these and then I'm going to get into the nitty gritty in terms of like how to go about it, when you should do it, when you could do it, all these other things as well, because it has happened for me in the past. And then also presently, like two days ago as well. And there's just really good ways to go about it. That's not Holy shit, why would you say that? So, uh, another one. I think more, and this one was actually pretty popular. I think more than calling out their appearance, I would gently open a conversation about whether they are struggling with their, with healthy habits, go from there. 100%, I agree with this one. It's never about calling out someone's appearance. It is always about how can I help you, as cliche as this is, how can I help you be the best version of you? If you notice that your partner is coming home completely stressed, overwhelmed and this and that, then it's like, can I do anything to help with that stress and all that stuff? And typically men are fucking poor communicators. So it is going to be something of getting into their ear, not as soon as they get home, let them have that mental transition period. And then once they've calmed down or had dinner or done whatever the fuck, then it's just going to be like, Hey, what do you think about this? Insert thing that I actually want to do or diet or person losing weight or what can I do to relieve stress? Insert sex joke. Ha ha ha. No, really. What can I actually do 
to relieve all of that stress? Is there anything I can do as your partner to help out? As soon as it's, let's work on this together, it's a lot easier to get someone on board. It's a lot easier to guide someone than it is to tell someone or command someone. Uh, that's why the best leaders in history are always the ones that are there on the battlefield with their people. And they're always like, hey, this is what we're going to do. Let's go through this together. Or well, I doubt they fucking said that to be like, hey, let's just go. Uh, let's just jump straight into this battle that's going to define history for the rest of our lives. And uh, yeah, I'll just meet you out there on the battlefield. I don't think there was a much more motivational speech than that one going on. But if you can open the conversation of let's do this together, because if you are with your partner and they are the future mother or father of your children, and you can't have a simple fucking conversation about something that is an obstacle for you mentally, emotionally, physically, something that could improve the relationship, or if there's something that you just don't want to talk about, there's some shit there that needs to be revealed or gone through because if they are going to be the person that you spend the absolute rest of your life with, open, honest communication should be the absolute fucking bedrock that you build your relationship on in terms of let's get on the same page as quickly and as often as possible so that we can go there together so that we know exactly what the goals are for our kids, for our finances, for our relationship. What does the perfect relationship look like for us? What does the perfect day look like for that? You can meet and then you can say, fantastic, let's do this and this and this. What a lot of people typically do as to what I'm finding just from talking to people is that a lot of people have been meeting in the middle of their relationship and they've been compromising and then they just go, oh, none of this is what I actually enjoy, but it's halfway between what I want and halfway between what they want. So everyone's getting a little bit of everything. I fucking hate that. I can't believe I've been doing this for 20, 25 years. Holy shit, what am I doing with my life? Insert midlife crisis here. And it's such a weird thing for me personally. Obviously, I'm fucking 20. God, how old am I? 28. I'm 28 right now. Been in this relationship for six and a half years. And communication has been the thing. And it's one of our principles at the Fitness Genie. Open, honest communication. Um, because it's just worked so well for me in the past as well. Not only with relationships and my partner, um, but just getting what you want to be like, Hey, this is what I want. What do I have to do to get there? Okay. Here's a path to get it. Awesome. Sweet. I'm going to go do that. And yeah, I think, I think that's it. Cause I could go on that for fucking ever. Um, but anyway, opening up that conversation so that you can go through it as a partnership, as opposed to you just demanding, this is what happened to someone else's body. Because as we've seen in America, that doesn't fucking go down well, nor should you ever want control over someone else's body because that shit is fucked. Uh, so how can I help? How can we go through this together? What can I do to help you go through this? Whatever it's going to be. It's a partnership. You're in it together. So act like it. Communicate accordingly. This one that I'm about to say was super interesting and the responses to it are interesting as well because it was, quote, my partner didn't say it as weight loss, just that my current weight, he wasn't attracted to as much. He still loved me and wanted me happy and it, it got like one like, but the responses from that were my first husband did that and it broke my heart. Same, I'm assuming she mentioned first husband, so she's moved on to a second one since then. Same, the, sing oh, the single biggest thing to damage my self-esteem, which was already at rock bottom, I've never ever forgotten it. Then a sad face and then like a grimace face and then like a, oh my God, essentially just a whole bunch of like, oh my God, how dare they? And the funny thing about that is at the bottom of all of that, she responds with, oh, I've got it around here somewhere. She responds with something like, yeah, it absolutely fucking sucked, but it was the kick in the ass that I needed. I'm a lot healthier, more mobile and better off now. So it's an ugly conversation to have, but it was exactly what she needed. For me, I'm like, awesome. It worked out. There's obviously ways to go about it, but at the same time, it can just be that simple. Obviously, I'm not telling people to be like, hey, just go tell people when you're not attracted to them. But if there's something in the relationship that is like, hey, this is this big key thing that is like sort of weighing on me. 
And like the last thing that we would want in a relationship is to be like, because obviously we fall in love with the person, their personality, everything about them and all that stuff. And in this instance, it's like, hey, I love you more than anything and I want you to be happy more than anything, but I'm not currently attracted to you at this weight or I'm not attracted to the size that you are at the moment. And it can just be a self-reflective point. Like, yeah, it would fucking suck to get told that. Um, I'm going to come back to that one. It would fucking suck to get told that. But from the sounds of it, the relationship's doing better. She's doing better. She's happier. She's healthier. So was it really the wrong thing to do in that instance? Because it sounds like it worked out on every front. We would need to obviously get her to get her context to be like, what did you do? How did you deal with it? What did like, but from A to Z, let's just say everything else in between is up for debate because obviously we don't have it right here to tell her side of the story, which is a shitty thing about this format. But sounds like from A to Z, it worked out pretty fucking well. And if I, I put out an email last week, just like one of my things that I was like, hey, you know what? I'm feeling like writing because it's just what I like to do. So I opened up an email and essentially the the short of it was I was depressed on medication. I was evicted from my home and uh, just lost my job. And my dad essentially told my mom, hey, if you don't take Trav in, something bad's going to happen, which he was 100% right. Um, when I got to my mum's, my brain was, and when I started living there, my brain was out of it. My brain couldn't comprehend a conversation, so it would zone me out. And it still does sometimes today as well. Thank you, depression and anxiety. But mum came up, I was zoning out, sitting on the back decking, and my mum came up behind me, gave me a hug, and then she started feeling my chest. And she goes, oh, you've got some man titties going on there. And I was embarrassed as all shit. I was like, wow. I'm already depressed, suicidal, evicted. Like, it can't get any worse than that than your mum being like, you know what, you've got some man titties on you. And the thing that it did was push me to make a change. It was embarrassing. I fucking hated it. I didn't like anything about it. But the good thing about that for me, because I'm this type of person, is I'm like, fine, I'll fucking show you. You don't use your gym as it is. So I took her security key. Wow, security key. And then started using the gym. And you know, insert that, uh, if you're coming from TikTok, insert that story about the 60 minutes crying in my car for a 57 second gym session. Uh, that was, that story happened the day before I went to the gym and did that. So fun fact for you. But it, <clears throat> it was one of those things that I needed to hear because I was unaware of it. And for me, I was like, oh, well, I'm depressed. I'm just getting through life. This is, this is what it is. And I needed that. I needed to hear that as much as it fucking sucked and I don't want to hear it ever again. It is still that motivating thing for me to be like, oh, I'm getting a little bit out of shape or I'm doing this or I'm doing that. The interesting thing from my point of view is when I get that kick, it's like, whoa, self-reflection time. Am I actually happy? Is this going on? Could I be doing something better? And for me and for all my clients, we don't go to the gym for a particular aesthetic. We don't go there to lose weight. We're not there for something that is going to be an external validation or something that is going to be just like, a, oh, I went to the gym today, fucking praise me, or I lost weight today. That's going to be something that obviously just happens in the background as a compounding accumulative effect of I'm taking care of myself. So me getting to the gym was initially, yeah, I don't want man titties because that's fucking embarrassing to have for me. And that's just not my preference of how I want to be living. I don't want to do that because every time that I have been overweight or on the chubbier side, every time that I've been fat, I've been depressed. Everything in my life has gotten harder, more difficult, including just fucking waking up in the morning and trying not to kill myself. When I've been overweight, that has been my life. So now I correlate the two for myself personally because obviously being overweight is subjective to the person. There's obviously fucking BMI numbers that you can do, but we all know BMI is a load of horse shit. It's how you're, it's how healthy are you? What can you do to improve your life? Because if I have someone that is, if I use myself as an example, I was 103 kilos. I'm currently 87. So that's, holy shit, that's 15 kilos. So I'm 15 kilos lighter 
than I was at 103 when I was absolutely fucking miserable. Anytime I get towards 90, I'm like, whoa, I need to rein this in. And that allows me to be able to have this, okay, I can do what I want with my health and fitness and all that stuff because now going to the gym and watching what I eat is just my maintenance period. It's me just living life and I can do that. But every now and then there's going to be seasons that just randomly happen where I'm like overindulging a little bit. And then I jump on the scales and I'm like, oh, I'm not feeling that great. Jump on the scales. Whoa, that's 90. Okay, I need to rein it in a little bit. And then I start another season of, right, well, I'm just going to go back to a calorie deficit, do that, lose three kilos. And I sort of maintain around the 88, 89. And when I'm doing shit really well, 87, and obviously starting my diet at the moment, I'm hoping to get down to around about 85 to 83, somewhere in there, then reverse diet back up and then be done. But for me going from 103 down to 88, me sitting at 88 now is where I want to be. I like that. And me at 103 is like, wow, I absolutely fucking hate that. But if I have someone that starts at 160 kilos and wants to get down to 120 kilos, if they get down to 120 kilos, that's a 40 kilo weight loss. For them, that is absolutely, for anybody, 40 kilos, that's absolutely fucking substantial. Congratulations, you've done it. You've improved your fucking health markers dramatically. And I'm willing to bet, now that you've been able to do that, you know a little bit more about nutrition and or exercise and or your metabolism and or something to do with improving your health in some sort of way because losing your health, wow, losing health, losing weight and the health journey that is associated with it, hopefully you're doing it correctly. If not, send us a message. We'll fucking help you do it correctly. Um, Being able to do those things means that the lifestyle and the inherent this is how I lose weight is going to have a knock-on effect for your mental health as well. And having that active lifestyle of, oh, this is just what I do. I just wake up every day and do this and I lose weight and feel healthy and everything's amazing. Fuck yeah, fantastic. And you get to that point and then maybe another year down the road, you've lost another 10 kilos. But me going from 103 to 88, amazing, 15 kilos. And when I get to 90 or above, I'm like, wow, for me, that's where I'm at my most miserable. But then me being at 90 compared to someone at 120, we could feel the exact same in terms of levels of happiness and health. So it's very subjective in terms of what overweight or healthy or anything like that. It's subjective to the person based on their, um, oh my God, based on their experiences and where they are in life and what they're wanting to do and where they've been and all that stuff. So it is subjective to the person in terms of what is health for you? What is a good lifestyle or a healthy or an active lifestyle for you? Where do you want to be? What is the type of person that you want to be? These are the questions that we start asking as opposed to what number do you want to be on the scales? Because that's unmotivating as fuck and no no one stays at a particular number. You can hover around a number. For example, I hover between somewhere of 87 and 89. And I know that when I get to 89, I need to reel it in a little bit. When I get to 87, oh, cool. That's about it. That's what a maintenance phase is, about two, three kilos fluctuating between those numbers. And then fantastic. So, moving on with the uh, the TikTok comments that we have. Uh, this one, where is it? Uh, my partner and I tell each other, we try not to be mean about it, but sometimes we need a push in the right direction. Uh, a response to that comment, we did the same. Like, we can see that we are not fit, but we don't be mean to each other. I fucking love that. If you and your partner, again, are on the same page, the communication is there, we're not being mean about it, we're just saying, hey, here's the facts, here's the issue that I'm currently going through, let's go through it together. Cool, you're right, we do need to lose a little bit of weight, or I would like to be a little bit healthier, or I would like to be a little bit mobile, or pain-free, or this, that, whatever, anything that is going to improve your health, whatever the fuck it could be, insert thing here. And you can do that with your partner, if you're open and honest with everything that is going on, to just be like, hey... This is what's going on. This is what's immediately in front of us. Um, when I get through these, I'm gonna, I've got an interesting thing that I want to quickly run through, um, which I think is going to, well, hopefully, turn a lot of people around, but we'll see how we go. Uh, my husband has asked me to do it and it hurt me deeply, but I also wonder whether I need to get over myself and it's only a body with fat. This could go one of two ways. Again, it would be awesome to be on the phone and talking with this person to get some context to figure out exactly what the hell is going on. Uh, But it's just one of those things of, again, open a dialogue, 
talk to your partner. If it is something has asked me to do, has asked me to lose weight, then it's like, why has he asked you to lose weight? What's the big thing there? Is it because it's just like, oh, you need to look a particular way for me to love you? Then it's like, nah, that's conditional love. I don't really like that. Um, but again, my opinion, that's the entirety of this podcast. Um, or whether I need to get over myself and it's only a body with fat. I mean, yeah, I've never, and again, this is me. I've never really looked at my body of like, except for when I was beyond depressed, like that 103 kilos that I knocked in at, that's when I was beyond depressed, but I needed that wake up call because all I was doing was focusing on surviving that day and getting through the day. Nothing else mattered. But as soon as I had that fucking massive embarrassing kick, it was like, okay, what do I need to do to get through this? And that can be a lot of things that I, I feel like people are too, and obviously it depends, but people are too easily offended this day to be like, well, if you have a problem with it, then that's your problem. And I agree with that to an extent, but at the same time, it's like, well, okay, if, if the facts are all laid out in front of us and you want to be losing weight, obviously this is not in reference to this comment right here, but if the facts are out in front of us and your partner or family or whatever are telling you to lose weight, now we're on the opposite end, are telling you to lose weight, instead of getting really defensive, and I know that's the first thing that a lot of people are going to want to jump to because obviously being defensive is a protective mechanism of like, oh my God, I'm so embarrassed, this is what's going on, and then getting defensive and being like, oh my God, and then we get offended, we go on the defense, on the attack, sorry. But if people are telling you that it's like, okay, why are they telling me? Like start to question these things. Cause I feel like people, as soon as something gets brought to someone, if it's a difference of opinion, or if it's just particularly, if it's someone telling you to do something, then even I'm like, fuck you. <laughs> I'm not doing that just because you said it. Even if I'm in the middle of doing the dishes and someone came past and like, oh, can you do the dishes? I will fucking nope. You can do those dishes yourself <laughs> just because someone told me to. But if it's affecting me, then it's like, okay, well, do I need to do something about this? Do I need to get over it? Do I need to do this? One of the things that has helped me progress a lot in my life is uh, exactly what you said there. And it came from Kobe Bryant. Get over myself. It's not about me. And that is, it sounds weird, but that is one of the biggest things that whenever I have been feeling anxious or guilty or something that is going on that I don't want to do. And I'm like, I need to get over myself. This is not for me. I'm not doing this business just for me. I'm not making these videos and podcasts just for me. I'm not losing weight for me. I'm not doing these things for me. When I put it onto the other person, I'm more likely to take action. If I'm focusing on getting my steps up, I'm getting my steps up so that I can walk the dog so that he can have a full life so that he can enjoy everything around the world that is to be explored. I'm doing that for my dog so that I have the capacity to be able to give him a full life because he's only going to be here for about 12 to 15 years, something like that, a very short time span compared to humans. And I want to look a particular way aesthetically for my partner. So if I do start to get towards the higher end on the scales, that for me is an indication that I'm starting to let things go a little bit too loosely. And I want to do this for my partner so that when she introduces me at parties or anything to do with work or whatever it's going to be, when she introduces me to someone that I know, I'm happy and confident enough to be able to essentially be a trophy husband to be like, yeah, Look at my woman's, look how amazing she is. And I can just be there to be able to say, I support you. I'm confident enough in myself to be able to talk to people, to be able to network or do whatever the fuck she needs me to do. I do almost everything that I do. And this is a big thing that I do for people, particularly with depression of like, it's not about you. Yeah, we're doing this and you're going to get happy and you're going to see all these improvements. But at the end of the day, it's not for you. It's for your dog. It's for your partner. It's for your kids. It's for something else that is not you because you are more likely to take action on something when it's not for you. People love helping people. People are very selfless people when it gets down to it. And if you can do that to be able to say, you know what, I'm going to put me first by putting people first. And I know that sounds stupid, but let me explain. <laughs> 
if exactly what I said before, if you can get over yourself, like, I don't know if you heard the quote marks that were there, but if you can get over yourself to be like, no, I'm going to the gym because I want to be able to move pain-free for my dog. I'm going to start looking at my nutrition because I want to be around for a long time. And that's a big thing that, um, that's a big thing that helped me out in terms of just general life is if I quote unquote, let myself go. If I start gaining a fair amount of weight because I'm in the health and fitness industry, I know the amount of studies out there that are related to weight gain and weight loss and health and comorbidity. Wow, that was a fucking word. Comorbidity factors, which are if I gain weight, statistically speaking, I'm going to die quicker. It's just a fact. That's what it, that's what it is. That's all the research shows us. That doesn't mean that you have to be a particular weight. That doesn't mean you have to be a particular BMI or anything like that. It's obviously health is a spectrum. And there, there's people that have been 20, 30, 40 kilos heavier than me that I'm willing to bet have been a fuckload healthier than me internally because they show me their diet. They show me everything that they eat and they're doing all the right things and they're eating all the right things, but they're just in a calorie surplus. That's it. So yeah, they may have a few more comorbidity factors than me because I'm a particular BMI, like I'm still on the higher range of quote unquote healthy. I think I'm actually technically overweight. Um, no, I think I'm in the middle of overweight. I don't know. Anyway, I know that I need to get down to around about 78 to be where I want to be in the BMI, be in that healthy BMI. But then again, BMI can absolutely go suck a dick because it's terrible. Um, because I'm the healthiest I've ever been. I'm the fittest I've ever been. And I'm 10 kilos heavier than what my BMI chart says. So absolute middle finger to that one. And we share and tell people the exact same thing. As long as you are happy and healthy and doing all this stuff, fantastic. But for me, it was, if I'm hitting that 90 kilos or starting to head up, for me personally, everybody has their particular weight as to where they want to be and all that stuff, but this is just me. When I hit that 90 kilos or start to go up, I know for a fact that I'm probably letting myself go in terms of getting to the gym habitually, watching what I eat. Maybe I'm snacking a bit too much. Maybe I'm just not getting my steps up. Maybe I'm not walking the dog. All of the root cause issues, habits, thought patterns, all that stuff is letting go in some way. And that is just another chain that I've let go on the fact of, oh, I'm starting to gain weight. And that's just what I know in terms of, am I starting to gain weight? Yes, cool. Self-reflection time. If I'm gaining weight, what has changed between me maintaining my weight and or losing weight, depending on whatever goal I'm in at the time, and to me gaining weight right now? Oh, that's right. I've stopped walking the dog because it's winter. Well, I better go get my steps up somehow and or try and get exercise in for the paparino anyway. And a big thing for me, because it is family history of like heart disease, is if I am too selfish to want to improve my health or, you know, let's just say lose weight Put health first. Again, I don't give a fuck what weight you are, what shape you are, anything like that. As long as just you getting healthy is getting healthy. And obviously, again, the research of being down towards a particular BMI, that BMI can absolutely suck it. You getting healthy and losing weight. If I am too selfish to the point where I don't want to lose weight because people are telling me to lose weight, how fucking dare I how dare I kill myself sooner rather than later because I was too fucking lazy to be able to do something because I knew all the obstacles in my way of depression, the medication, anxiety, gym anxiety, all of my injuries in the past, being homeless, suicidal every single day, all of those things, and there's a fuckload more as well, combined into... Oh, well, it's too hard. It's meant to be hard. And again, falling back to that Kobe Bryant quote, get over yourself. It's not about you. It's about the team. And the team in this instance is my future family. I want to be around to support them as long as possible. I can't support them if I'm dead. And if I die 20 years earlier because of something that was totally within my control, how fucking dare I? 
That's the mindset that I have for myself. You can have your own mindset, your own whatever works for you. But when I'm in the nitty gritty, depressive episodes, that's what goes through my head and often sparks that ignition for me to get up and do something. How fucking dare I kill my son's father 20 years earlier than was expected because I was a a little bit anxious of getting to the gym because I didn't want to get judged in my tank top with my man titties. Really? Is that really where I'm going to fucking put the bar to be like, hey, imagine that conversation with your son in the afterlife somewhere to be like, hey, yeah, sorry I wasn't around that long. Uh, I just thought people were going to laugh at me. I'm going to be like, really? Really, Travis? That's what goes through my head. I'm not saying it's beyond healthy, but it is like healthy mentally, but it is what keeps me on track to be able to say, oh, that's right. I better make sure I don't let myself go and do all these things. Um, Another thing I'm just going to quickly... I found this comment kind of funny. Uh, When to tell them is when you are either a perfect human being, have a psychology degree, or are ready to end your relationship. So if I technically by this logic, and I know there's context behind it, but have a psychology degree. So if I have a psychology degree, I can look at my partner in the eye and just say, hey, you need to fucking lose weight, love. By that logic, that's totally fine. I would never do that in a million fucking years, but it's passive aggressive comments like that that I'm just like, eh, fuck off. Um, but... Uh, this one, I don't need my husband to ever tell me to lose weight. What, does he think I'm an idiot and don't know what's going on with my own damn body? Why don't people ever think, what barrier to health can I remove slash reduce for my partner? I fucking love that one. My healthy habits are a direct reflection of the stress, lack of time, depression, etc. How is, hey, you should be doing more work productive? And that's a massive thing that I absolutely love because... It is that question of what barrier to health can I remove slash reduce for my partner? And it's kind of, this one is interesting for me because it's like, I agree with this. Oh, I don't agree with that, but I do agree with it. And it is one of those things, like particularly a lot of the people that I talk to is, yes, fair amount of people know that they are overweight. They know that they are fat. They know that they want to lose weight. They know that they want to do this stuff. Pointing it out to them is a little bit fucking stupid, in my opinion. But then at the same time, from the comments in this one, and then also what happened for me and what's happened for a lot of previous clients as well, is someone made a comment about something and it made me reflect and look, oh my God, this is actually the weight that I am, or this is how I look, and this is all that stuff. And then it's like, wow, I need to do something about that. That wake-up call can be amazing and can actually save someone's life. So I'm all for having the conversation of like, hey, are you happy? Are you healthy? Do you want to lose weight together? Let's figure out how to do that together. And I only bring up weight loss to my partner when I notice that it is affecting her mentally and emotionally. Physically, yeah, she's a horse rider. She's going to be fucking broken forever. Sorry, equestrians. Your ankles and hips and low back are just going to be completely fucked for majority of your life. Um, until you decide to retire and then go do some other stuff about it, or you just have all the time in the world and money to be able to go to yoga and Pilates and rehab and physio and strength and all that stuff. But anywho, the only reason I bring up weight loss to my partner is when I say, hey, I know that this is affecting, we obviously have a better conversation than this, but it's like, hey, I know that this is affecting your mental health and your emotions, and I don't like seeing you like that. What can we do about it? And then put the ball in her court to say like, hey, what do you want to do about it? And then it's like, yeah, okay, let's let's do this with the diet. Cool. Let's do this with the exercise. Cool. I'm just there to support and facilitate what she wants to do. Um, and I'm going to get into that one in a little bit as well. But I love this part of what barrier to health can I remove slash reduce for my partner? Fucking love that. If you can ask that question for, for yourself, first off, um, and then also your partner, that'll be a massive one moving forward. My healthy habits are a direct reflection of the stress, lack of time, depression, etc. This is a good one in terms of it's actually removing things if possible. Of course, this is all going to be if possible. But there's a lot of shit that I talk with clients about that are like, hey, I can't do this because of this, 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 this. And I go, cool. Do you need to be doing 75% of those things? No, but I really like to get them done. It's like, okay. So would you really like to be getting these things done that are not important, that they're not urgent, that they can wait for, that you can do once a week instead of four days a week? 
can you wait to be able to do something that is going to help you feel better? Like, fuck, when you put it like that, probably. It's like, yeah, cool. So it's also, how can you, oh my God, what barrier to health can I remove slash reduce for my partner? Yeah, maybe you need to ask that question to yourself. Let's start there. Let's start troubleshooting for yourself and then we'll bring the partner into it. Um, And that is it. Fantastic. Because if you want your partner to be happy and healthy and do all of these things, I am a massive believer of, sweet, let's lead by example. How can I be happy and healthy and all that stuff so that it's going to be, hopefully, a knock-on effect to my partner? And then, if your partner is going to be the parent of your children, my children. For me, that seems like a no-brainer. If I want something to happen or change in the family, well, then I'm going to go make that change and be that change and be the role model and be the shining light of exampleness, (laughs) exampleness, so that the change takes place. Exact same thing. Yes, you can help people do stuff, but at the same time, if you're not putting yourself first or at least somewhere up there on the priority list, and I'm not saying you need to fucking, you know, ignore your kids, go to the gym, do all this stuff, but... If you can find some time or at least troubleshoot yourself, and I know there's some people listening that are just like, yeah, it's fucking easy for you to say you don't have kids. I know. But the amount of clients that I've spoken to over the past seven years of doing this mindset shit that are like, yeah, I can't do it because I'm busy with kids. And I said, cool, could you do 20 minutes from home? Yeah, but the kids are pretty distracting with all this and that. Awesome. Are they still distracting while you're scrolling on your phone for two hours and 37 minutes on average based on what the clients have told me over their questionnaires over the years? Yeah, they are. Cool. And I know that's a lot mentally less demanding because you can just scroll through your phone, but there's time in the day. There is time in the day. There's excuses. There's always going to be excuses and reasons, but it's like, okay, is this a legitimate reason or is this me trying to get out of it? That question with yourself, and I'm a massive fan of self-reflection of like, okay, why am I not taking action on this thing? What is actually happening? What am I really scared of? What do I really want to achieve? Do I need to achieve it right now? Or is it I need to achieve it? Or is it I would like to achieve it? And if it's a need to achieve, then fuck, we need to sort something out. If it's a I would like to achieve, then it's like, cool, what can we move around to hopefully get this thing going? And if we can't, then it's like, well, you don't need to get it done right now. So why bother with all the extra stress? Maybe now is not the right time to be focusing on weight loss. Maybe there's a different time for that when we're less stressed, when we're this, when we're that, when the kids have grown up a little bit. Maybe right now we don't focus on weight loss. Maybe right now we just focus on not gaining weight and enjoying the kids while they're young. And then when they get older and they move on to school, holy shit, now we can either get like a job or we can have an extra 20, 30 minutes. I don't fucking know. Whatever it's going to be, there's going to be a little bit more time somewhere in your life. So there's always ways that we can troubleshoot to be able to get some shit done. But, okay. For my partner, and this is also, this was an interesting conversation that I thought was, that I I thought was noteworthy because I was like, fuck, I never thought of it like that. We were talking probably last year sometime and she was like, I want to lose weight. But every time she would start, same as any client really, is start, do really well, fall off. And you cannot coach or tell your partner to do something. Even though I have people paying me thousands of dollars to be able to help them through particular things in life, if I give that exact same information and everything to my partner, will not take action on it because that's just how, that's just how it is. You're more likely to take action from someone who is a stranger because you perceive them as a more, as more professional. So you're more likely to take action on their advice because you don't know anything about them and therefore they seem like more of a professional. Whereas my partner... She knows all the dumb shit that I've done. (laughs) She knows everything that we have done together in the past seven years. And even alone, because I tell her fucking everything. Uh, So she's like, why would I, subconsciously, like, why the fuck would I take advice from you? I have seen some pretty hilariously stupid things. I'm like, yeah, you know what? Fair enough when you put it like that. And then I went through the like, okay, like, why, like, what's your purpose Like, why do you want to be losing weight? Why do you want to be doing these things? And it was just straight up, I don't know. And we were walking the dog, so I was huffing and puffing and couldn't exactly think that well. Um, But it was like, I don't know. And then she said something that, like, has never been in my train of thought ever. And I went, whoa, holy shit, that's a good point. What do we do about that? And what she said when I said, what's your why? 
I don't know. I don't really have a why. I just want to do it. Like, obviously I want to do it for you, but at the same time, I know that you will love me no matter what I look like or what size I am or what I weigh. And then I was like, yeah, that's unconditional love. I don't give a fuck what you look like or what you weigh or anything like that. There's obviously like, if you start, if you start auditioning for MTV 600 pound life, I'm like, yeah, we've got a bit of a fucking issue. Uh, but ultimately I know where she typically maintains and weight goes up and down. And I'm not exactly as we said at the very start, I fell in love with the person, not the body. So the body can always change, but the personality hopefully will remain the same. And we can have that open, honest relationship where we just love each other unconditionally. That's what I want for the rest of my life. A body can change. It can go up. It can go down into, it can go like, it can do whatever it wants to be really. And that's totally fine. I'm happy with that. And she goes, but since you love me, no matter what, I don't have this thing in my head of, well, I need to do it for you because I know that you're going to love me unconditionally. So there's not that motivation for me to go to the gym, to look a particular way, to do these things that I otherwise would. When we were at the start of our relationship, I was like, shit, I need to keep you around. And I was like, yeah, you did really well at that. Uh, but, <laughs> but she's like, your love is unconditional. So there's no like ultimatum incentive for me to go do these things or look a particular way or prioritize it in a way, because I know that you're not going anywhere. And I was like, isn't that a good thing though? To know that you are going to be loved unconditionally, no matter what you do, I'm still going to be there to support you and do everything that I can to make sure that this relationship is going to last so that we can have an amazing life together. She was like, yeah, but that doesn't make it motivating for me to go do something to change that. And I was like, okay. And that's where we left it because we got home and then we went to go do separate things because holy shit, we ran out of time. Um, but from there as well, it's also one of those things of if we expand on that conversation, then it's like, okay, if we know nothing's going to change and we're going to stay where we are and we're going to be content with everything as to, let's just say relationship, if the relationship, and this is this relationship, any relationship, your relationship, whatever, if the relationship is okay and it's good where it is, and we don't want it to change, and we don't want anything, we don't want to lose anything from this, so there's no point in, like, rocking the boat. What can we do to enhance that relationship? Because we know it's not going to go backwards. If we're content of, like, not losing the relationship, or there's that unconditional love with both of you, no matter what happens, there is that unconditional love. Obviously, fucking extenuating circumstances, like, everyone has that thing, but... What can we do to enhance it then? Because there's always ways that things can be improved. And yes, I am a, I'm a sort of fan when it comes to particularly weight loss of if it's not broke, don't fix it. Meaning I'm not going to fucking take calories away from you if you're losing weight. And if you're feeling good, what would be the point in that? Just for speeding up the process. But in this instance, it would be there's unconditional love. Fantastic. We know that it's there. We know it's not going backwards. So if we know it's not going backwards and it's always going to stay here, why don't we try and go, hey, you know what? Let's, uh, let's try and improve this a little bit. Let's just try and see where we can go with this. Because why would you not take a chance on being even happier? That stupid... <laughs> that stupid love at the start of any relationship when you're like, holy shit, this is real. And if you haven't seen it, there's fucking movies that you can go watch. And it's like, wow, this is real. <clears throat> and then of course because it's Hollywood there has to be some sort of like oh my god and then come back to it and be like I knew you were the one <laughs> uh, but in this instance it would just be holy shit unconditional love let's let's improve it let's make this as awesome as possible you don't want to be pushing things to the absolute fucking limit but you do want to be nudging things in the right direction. Let's open some communication. Let's try and be more honest. Let's try and do this. Let's do that. Let's spend some more time together. Let's put in a date night. Let's do this. Let's do that. Things that are going to help grow and foster an amazing relationship. So if you know that you're not going to lose it, then fuck, let's do things that we can do that we can institute to make that relationship better. That can go for literally anything in your life. Whether it's the relationship or whether it's a job, whether it's w literally whatever the fuck you could think of, 
if you know you're not going to lose it, fantastic. What can we do to enjoy it more? Because we only have this life. And that's why, I'm, that's why I am personally going back on something at around the 30 minute mark or whenever the fuck I said it. That's why I'm such a big fan of, I'm not going to kill off my son or daughter's father 20 to 25 years earlier than necessary because life is actually pretty fucking amazing when you get down to the deep roots of it. Yeah, it may be pretty shit right now and I've gone through, I don't even, I wouldn't wish it upon my worst enemy for the shit that I've gone through. But at the same time, we are all just an accumulation of the decisions that we have made full stop. That is it. And I know there's some people that are sitting there in terms of, oh, well, I had this happen to me. Yeah, well, I had this happen to me. Cool. Get over yourself. What can we do about it? How do we move forward from that? If you're always identifying as the problem, or if you're always saying, yeah, but, well, then your life's not going to get any fucking better, is it? Because you're just going to sit there for the rest of your life going, yeah, but this thing, feel sorry for me, please. Instead of that, turn that on your head and do what I've done and what a lot of clients have done and what a lot of people in the world have done and said, I'm successful in spite of all of these things that have happened. There's that old picture that, or infograph or whatever the fuck it is, I can't remember. There's a person, there's two people sitting in the street, one of which looks homeless, raggedy, absolutely dirt poor and has a brown paper bag in hand, obviously drinking something from it, and says, I am the way I am because my father was an alcoholic. Sitting next to him is an incredibly successful businessman, suit going on, hair tied up, probably a fucking Bluetooth headset in his ear as well because he looks like that type of douchey, but he's just really done up and quote-unquote successful, looks like he has a lot of money, and he says, I am the way I am because my father was an alcoholic. It's not... It's not the circumstances that make you, it's your responses to the circumstances. And there is something that I have caught onto as of late, and I believe I got it from Brett Bartholomew, Art of Coaching, chaos equals clarity. You do not know the true character of someone until they make a decision under pressure or in the face of adversity. And... That is just a massive one for me because I'm like, oh shit, I work better under pressure. And then Brett ended up explaining all of the like, hey, this is why people work better under pressure because of all these reasons. And I was like, holy fuck, that makes sense. But the big core key thing that I'm getting at at the moment is you can change your life whenever the fuck you want to. You can do whatever it is that you want to in life, despite things that have happened to you. You can just wake up one day and decide to go, you know what? I'm changing this about myself. You know what? I'm going to the gym. As soon as you have an identity switch, it can happen like that. As soon as you have an identity switch, you're a different person. Going from, uh, yeah, I don't really go to the gym. Uh, I have a gym membership to, I go to the gym and actually following that up with action and just being like, you know what? Yeah, I don't like where I am in life. I want to do something about it. You can fucking do that. That's how simple it is to just be like, hey, you know what? I'm deciding to be this thing or do this thing. Therefore, I'm doing this thing. It can be that simple. A little bit off topic, but you are just an accumulation of everything that you... Wow. You are just an accumulation of all the decisions that you have made up until this very point to the point where you are seeing this or hearing this. That's it. So let's start making some better decisions. In terms of when to tell your partner to lose weight, you don't. You get them on board with something that you are doing. You open that open, wow, you open that honest communication style, ask for help, ask if there's anything that you can do to ease the transition and shit, if you want to and you have that type of thing, I have brought this up in the past as well, where it has been that thing of, hey, maybe it's time to start focusing on weight loss. I absolutely love you no matter what is going to happen, but I hate seeing you like this. I cannot stand seeing you in tears over what you're seeing in the mirror and how this is affecting you mentally and emotionally. I don't care if it's weight loss. You could be the exact same weight that you are right now. Even if you go to the gym and focus on getting as strong as possible, I just want you to be happy, healthy, and confident within yourself because I know what that's going to do for everything that you do in life. And no matter what that looks like, I'm going to support you no matter what but I can very easily tell that you are not happy with where you are right now. And I want to do everything that I can as your partner to support you in that. So 
whatever you think that that is going to be, I'm going to support you 100%. I'm going to do everything in my power to make it as easy as possible. We'll go through it together. But where do we start? And it can just be a conversation like that. That's how you could start it. Anyway, an hour, look at me go. I hope you all got something from this. Uh, if you don't agree with what I said, well, you know, it doesn't. we don't have to agree on everything. That's completely fine. Uh, but hopefully you learned something from it and you're not just taking this as a complete, oh my God, this is offensive or anything like that. And you're actually self-reflecting and figuring out why, is, why do I feel offended or triggered by this? Um, and you can work through that with yourself or your partner or your therapist or your doctor or your best friend or something like that to figure out, man, why am I offended by this? Why am I triggered by this? Um, but yeah, otherwise, if you've got questions on anything, let me know. I absolutely love discussions like this where an entire community comes together to give me their points of view and different perspectives and things like that. Absolutely love it. So we'll be doing more of these moving forward as well. So if you do have any questions, let me know. Make sure you are following us on Instagram because that's where we put up all of the interactive polls that are um, related to the podcast, which is like, have you seen it yet? What did you think about it? How can we improve it? What guests do you want on? What topics do you want discussed? What questions should we be answering? All that fun shit. So if not, follow us on Instagram at the Fitness Genie. Um, and yeah, have an amazing week. I hope you got something from this and I hope you live the life that you want to be living.